Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another nostalgia-filled episode here at Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. Last week, we reviewed a Disney animated movie. Go check it out. Go listen. Go listen to it right now. (laughs) But this week, we are rewatching a Disney Channel original movie. That's right. This week we are rewatching and reviewing our most highly requested film so far with two whole votes. <laughs> what? Boop, 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 boop. We are diving into the DCOM Smart House. And we'd like to give a special thanks to our amazing listeners, Brooke and Julia, for recommending this film. You guys are the best. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So first, we'll get into some behind-the-scenes information about the making of this Disney Channel classic, then share some fun facts, and lastly decide whether Smart House is one of the best or the worst DCOMs out there. I think the real question today is, is this movie even worth revisiting? We will find out. (laughs) Definitely. Smart House is a 1999 Disney Channel original film directed by LeVar Burton and based on a screenplay by Stu Krieger. Krieger also wrote Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Ooh, what a guy. What a guy. Very creative. (laughs) Yes. So Smart House stars Ryan Merriman, who we know from our Luck of the Irish episode, a fellow Marylander, Kevin Kilner. Katie Volding, Jessica Steen, and Katie Segal, who you may know from Sons of Anarchy and Eight Simple Rules. That's right. Wow. She is really famous. I was like, I know her voice from something. Right? (laughs) Being a Disney Channel film, Smart House didn't win any awards, but in December 2015, Ariana Backel from Entertainment Weekly ranked Smart House at number one on a list of the top 30 Disney Channel original movies. Backel writes, the good gone evil gone good resident hologram is nothing short of iconic. (laughs) That is so funny. That's like a really hard way to say good gone evil gone good. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's a tongue twister. Good gone evil gone good. It's a lot of twists. And at least it's not like gone, gone good, gone bad, gone good, bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like at least it didn't go on further. Right. And in May 2016, Aubrey Page of Collider ranked each Disney Channel original movie released up until that point. Smart House earned the number three slot, only being beaten by High School Musical 1 and 2. And Page writes, Smart House is the Disney Channel original movie perfected. I mean, that's a bold claim. There's been a lot of Disney Channel original movies, so... So many. So if you haven't seen this movie since the internet interfered with landlines, or haven't had the pleasure of seeing The Attack of the Killer Oranges, here's a plot summary written by an anonymous author on IMDb. Smart House is about a teenage computer nerd and a contest whiz, his widowed father and his little sister, who win a computerized house that begins to take on a life of its own. The life of an overbearing mother. Wow. I mean, that's like the simplest way to sum that up. Yeah. I mean, really, that's it. So let's get into our fun facts. We only have two because finding fun facts for this was insane. Yeah. Basically ones that weren't already like he was in Luck of the Irish and Brie Larson auditioned for this. Right. All right, so our first fun fact is that Stu Krieger, who wrote this film and Xenon, apparently visited the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory to research the technology featured in both Smart House and Xenon. He did this in order to make sure the futuristic technology featured in the films didn't seem too far-fetched or unrealistic. 
And he's quoted as saying, I just look at where we've been, where we were, and imagine where we were probably headed. I mean, he wasn't that far off when you think about Alexa and Siri and all of these things. Like, Don't say their names too loud. (laughs) Mine's going to turn on again and just interrupt this entire thing. That actually did happen, guys, one time during a recording. It did. Alexa just (laughs) turned on and she yelled at it for about five minutes before it turned on. I did. I did. I was like, Alexa, off. I still haven't plugged her back in, by the way. (laughs) We were super spooked. Yes. So my fun fact is that, you guys, this year, HGTV (laughs) literally held a sweepstakes to win a smart home, and it just ended in June. First of all, I'm bummed we didn't enter, but I'm also kind of grateful. (laughs) Right? I kind of want to know what what the smart house had inside of it. Like, I kind of want, I'm curious. I mean, it's just crazy. We'll obviously talk more about it, but it's it's insane to me how much this actually got right about things in the future. Yeah, it's insane. And I'm actually, like you said, I'm really bummed that we didn't enter that contest. That would have been hilarious. Hilarious and mildly terrifying. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. So how much did we actually watch this as kids? I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I watched this in full ever in my life. What? Yeah, I don't think I watched this more than maybe once. And if I did watch it once, I don't think I watched it all the way through. This wasn't on my Rolodex of like Disney films to watch. Right. Um, But what about you? I think I probably saw this like two to three times. So I was really familiar with the storyline, but rewatching it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Unfortunately, out of Stu Krieger's creations, I think that Xenon was way more common on my television. Which is funny because I probably couldn't tell you anything about the Xenon plot, just that I wanted her outfits and I loved Protozoa. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom, boom. (laughs) My supernova girl. Honestly, we're going to do this because I feel like we've sang this song at least five times. Yes, we have to do Xenon soon. Do you have any nostalgic memories of watching this as a kid? Because obviously you've watched it more than I have. Not really. I remember thinking that the smart house was like really cool, that it was a really cool concept. And here we are. (laughs) But (laughs) here we are 20 years later. But um, yes, I think the main parts that stuck out to me as a kid were the parts where the smart house, Pat, Mm -hmm. tries to make an orange smoothie or something and the the oranges start flying everywhere. I weirdly remembered that part. And then I also remembered the the part where he has the party at his house. Yeah. And that one song, I just remember the jump, jump, the house is jumping. (laughs) Like for some reason, I was like singing along the second it came on. Honestly, it's a very memorable late 90s kind of boy band bop. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. I think for me, the only thing I remember, and again, I don't know if I actually watched this part or if I just saw it in commercials on Disney Channel. Yeah, maybe. It's the part where Pat, the house, her hologram starts the windstorm and everything's like flying around her. Oh no. And I'm like, I don't know that I actually watched that in real time. I think I might have just watched it on a commercial. Right. Hurricane Pat up in here. Right. But for some reason, I remember that. So. Oh my gosh. That is too funny. So I can't wait any longer. Can we get into our adult review? Because I'm ready. Absolutely. I have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. And this is one of those times where I say I have thoughts and they're like not great ones. Oh (laughs) no. Oh no. Can I just say right off the bat, I hate Sarah's ascots. (laughs) This woman had an ascot for every single outfit that she had on. And it was so unnecessary. I was like, she has a button down shirt and she has it unbuttoned like four buttons down. And an ascot around her neck like it literally just reminded me of when we were younger and like thin scarves were a thing and it's like they're not keeping you warm why do you have it on I had so many of those (laughs) they used to hang on the back of my bedroom door and like none of them were functional I think I wore them like one time (laughs) I just had to have them Stuff's like freezing in the middle of winter. She has to layer like 30 of them just to get a little It was like this this fake satin scarf. I need it. (laughs) Yes, they were so horrible. It was was really funny to see her with the ascots. Honestly, Sarah was probably my favorite character. I think I liked her the most. She was the funniest. I thought that all of her lines were really, really clever. And I thought that she did a really, really good job of interacting with all the other characters I thought that she played off of them really well and everything that she said felt really organic and it felt completely natural and just she kind of seemed like a cool potential stepmom you know she just seemed like this cool lady and yeah um like even from the beginning from the very first scene she was in I was like oh she's gonna be some annoying boss lady you know tough I'm super cool I built this house you know really demanding like they were gonna go into like that trope right but instead they made her like really smart and really interesting and funny and I actually really liked her yeah and I also like how she was um her character was smart enough to understand why Ben was acting the way that he was whenever he would lash out at her and stuff she was the one that was like don't worry about it it's got to be difficult for him he is going through a hard time and he's at that age where everything pisses him off and he's just going through a hard time like she was very understanding And that's one thing that I really appreciated about her. Yeah, agreed. Because the dad, who is most of my notes, was completely useless and the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was, I was like, throughout the entire movie, I kept saying to myself, I feel like he feels like an older brother more than he feels like a dad. Yeah, yeah, no, he felt weird from the very beginning. First of all, his son's got to be like, what? 12 yeah you're like 12 13 year old son has to like run the household and make his sister breakfast lunch and dinner and get her to do her homework and all this stuff and I'm like I get it he's supposed to be like the single dad but like he comes home and it's not even oh what can I help with how do I do dinner you know what can we do and instead he's like hey did any girls call for me I'm trying to date somebody (laughs) right buddy your wife just died like a year ago how about we calm down and focus on your children I'm trying to get my freak on literally that's all he cared about he just kept asking he's like oh that girl called for me look I'm just trying to date like your 12 year old son does not need to know that you're trying to get laid (laughs) hey play is gonna play But at the same time, I thought it was hilarious that he put up such a fight about moving to the smart house because obviously we all know that they win the smart house and they move in. Right. He was putting up such a fight and he was like, this has got to be a scam. There's got to be a catch. And he opens up the the newspaper and he sees a picture of Sarah and he's like, oh, I'm in. We're moving in tomorrow. I'm like, what? Sir. 
Literally, literally. It's like, it wasn't, oh, this house could be helpful or this house could do things like his son, who apparently is more of an adult, is thinking. He's like, oh man, there's a really hot lady. Once again, I'm thinking about dating and getting late. It's like, it's like, sir, (laughs) come on, let's think about your children. Is this a good place for them? Like, and then in like the next scene, he or like maybe the scene before, he forgot to make his kids lunch. It's he was just so yeah. useless and just fully one dimensional and only thinking about yeah. dating. And I was so annoyed with that. Yeah. And one thing that I was really confused about, and I know that she's obviously a super smart house and she has a smart computer system set up and right. um everything was really modern in the house. But when they move in and Pat starts showing him like how to use the projector screen or like how to make projects right from the house he's all of a sudden working from home yeah and i was like Do, are you not going to go back into the office like what you were just com- like you literally didn't do anything because you had to work outside of the home but you guys just moved and now you're working out in the home like i don't i didn't get how it just changed all of a sudden and he was just around all the time now it was like did you always have the capability to work from home and you just chose not to I don't get it he's (laughs) just out dating all day literally (laughs) he's just out at the dog park without a dog trying to find a woman literally wow he probably would do that that feels like him And he has a dog, too. He just wouldn't bring him. Yeah, the uh, dog was super random because they didn't talk about the dog he until so he cute. just... He was super cute, but he just, like, popped up. And I was like, when did they get a dog? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the dog was the cutest thing ever. But so cute. I absolutely loved the part, again, where the oranges start going everywhere and they start throwing the oranges everywhere and, like, Pat basically spazzes out and has a malfunction and the dog's just like yay fetch time <laughs> he's like trying to catch all the oranges he's so precious dogs are always so happy and easily entertained <laughs> yes so apparently going back to that orange scene because like i thought that part was hilarious for some reason but um <laughs> apparently ryan merriman was in the final destination franchise yes he was. and now i can't unhear his line during that part when he says it's attack of the killer oranges because like that is something that would happen in the Final Destination <laughs> franchise. It totally is. You'd be like at a supermarket and then like one orange falls and you trip and then, you know, you somehow cause all the light fixtures yes. to fall on you somehow. <laughs> I wanted a smoothie. Yeah. For those who don't know, Final Destination is like the weirdest, wackiest ways that people it's end up dying. Insane. But some of them are so realistic (laughs) and like, like the one that I've talked about before is in Final Destination 2 when this person's driving behind a giant truck of logs and one of the logs comes through the front windshield of their car and kills them. And like stuff like that can happen. But then there's other ways where it's just like the most ridiculous, absurd calamity of events. It's so stupid. (laughs) This would happen. It is so stupid. (laughs) It would. Like... I could just imagine Pat having that thing that rises up out of the counter and yeah. like one of them trying to reach for it and like she traps their hand or something and they hit their head on the I don't right. know. I'm getting super. And then again another light stop. fixture falls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we are getting so morbid. Let's stop right here. I love this. Before we, before we write an entire horror film. <laughs> but really this this honestly could have been such a scary movie. If like, if they just wanted to switch the genre over to a horror movie, like, yeah, it, it's so easy to do that with this movie. 
Yeah. And I feel like when we were kids, this was kind of considered scary because we're like, oh my God, a house that does everything and locks you inside and all this. But 20 years later now we're like, oh yeah, I have an Alexa. I have an automatic feeder for my dog. I have, you know, X, Y, Z. And like we said, their HGTV literally auctioned off a smart home, which I'm sure was the kind of home where you can either control everything by your voice or you can control it with an app on your phone. Right. But It was like 20 years ago, this was terrifying to us, and now we're fully in the throes of it. Right, exactly. I thought that this movie was hilarious to see how aged it was. Oh, yeah. With the technology and like the flip phone and the the (laughs) internet interfering with the landline and even the graininess of the film that they use. Like just from the start of this, you know it's from the 90s. Yeah. It was interesting to me that they didn't have cell phones or any of that in this, but they had a literal smart house like it could do all these crazy things but like they didn't think to do cell phones or anything other like futuristic because I don't know in my head I'm like you're not just going to have a house with this technology it would be technology that's available pretty much everywhere to everybody yeah so that was the one thing that I was like it's interesting that they're still battling like you know, the the tried and true get off the computer, the the computer is hogging up the phone line or, you yeah. know, your fax machine is hogging up whatever. And it's like they had issues with that, but somehow their carpet in their house absorbs plates and bowls. Yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like I was that. Like, so what? It was interesting. Yeah. I was like, the technology isn't even across the board here. Yeah. I just, I thought it was so funny how the technology just aged it completely. Cause then they had the thick oh, yeah. Apple computers and, mm-hmm. but also do you remember when there used to actually be sweepstakes like this? But then like, if you signed up for one, it would shut down your entire computer. Like they were just viruses. Um, <laughs> I, I remember them being like advertised. I mean, you still kind of get them on some websites if you don't have a pop-up blocker, like you'll still see like yeah. enter now when, you know, whatever. And those are definitely yes, all viruses. They're all viruses. Don't ever click them. Don't Do give them any information. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of remember those as pop-ups before pop-up blockers became a thing. But yeah, I was more interested in radio giveaways, like those radio, <gasps> like, you know, obviously concert tickets or like really? call in. Like my dad used to call into radio stations all the time and request songs on the radio or we'd try to call in to win concert tickets, you know, stuff like that. So I remember those more than I remember us ever trying to enter online sweepstakes. Did you ever win anything? We got onto the radio a couple. We never won concert tickets, but we did get on the radio a few times during like things where they're like, everybody quickly call in and request a song. And we were like, okay. And we would call in or like call in. And my dad like told a story one time, like on the radio, which was really cool. (laughs) He's like, this is my time to shine guys. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And so he got, he was actually known on 93.1, I think as the goat man, because he would tell stories about our goats. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so he'd call in and he'd be like, Hey, it's the goat man. I'm trying to request, you know, XYZ song. And they're like, Hey, (laughs) which was always really fun. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. It was so perfect. Because also those, for those who don't live in Maryland, the goat man is like a huge cryptid in Maryland. It's like a huge thing. And so it was just really funny that he was an urban legend. It's an urban legend. Yeah. 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 It was a huge, huge thing of it's in Maryland culture. If you grew up in Maryland, you know about the goat man. So the fact that my dad was known as that on the radio was excellent. It's fantastic. (laughs) I love that. And I also love that he only told stories about the goats. (laughs) Yeah. It was like this one story. (laughs) 
It was like this one story you just told about the goats and they were like, yeah, yeah, that's the man. That's the guy. (laughs) So good. Um, I thought it was hilarious how not only the technology was so 90s in this, but also the styling, like the huge t-shirts with the baggy shorts that were all the way down to their ankles and like... Oh, yes. <laughs> even the bully, like the bully killed me with his hairstyle, his Max <laughs> Keeble hairstyle and his yes seashell necklace and so much hair gel. Like Honestly. this man looked like a porcupine. The late 90s, early 2000s was such a time for teenage style. Yes. <laughs> It was a bad time. It was a wild time. You had to be there. Oh, the uh, the crush, uh, Gwen, I think her name is, with her like, <laughs> with her like butterfly clips, but they yes. were all in those like perfect rows. I was like, I knew so many girls who wore that hair. Right. Oh my gosh. And then just her connection with Ben, I was like, there is no chemistry there. Um, I get None. that they're supposed they to be. They didn't try. Yeah. I'm like, I get that they're supposed to be awkward teenagers, but oh my yeah. gosh, it was painful to watch. It was painful. Well, she was, I'm going to be very honest. Yeah. She wasn't great. <laughs> and Ryan Merriman was the it boy of Disney Channel, oh, yeah. especially DCOMs way back. And that, you know, that this movie, Luck of the Irish, all that. So he was way, way big. And so he was a good actor. I mean, he's still a good actor. You know, he's still. Yeah. Pretty- I just read that he was in like Pretty Little Liars, too. And I was like, what? That's insane. Yeah. He's still working, still doing stuff. So he's like a pretty good actor. But this right? poor girl, I don't know if it's because they gave her the weirdest lines or they gave her the weirdest direction when yeah. she was doing her lines. But like she would just deliver the line. Like, what is it? The one where she's talking to him in the, by his locker about coming over. And she's like, wow, this is too good to be true. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, what? So I thought it was hilarious that the dialogue between, I mean, all of the relationships in the movie, like Mm -hmm. the dad and Sarah and then Ben and Gwen or whatever her name is. I can't even remember her name. That's how like insignificant <laughs> she was to me. But um, just the dialogue between them was so cringy. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but she walks into the house and he's like, can I get you guys some pizzas? And she's like, I want something sweet. And he's like, other than me. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? Like, that is disgusting. I just gagged. <laughs> You're 13. <laughs> right? <laughs> Enough. Or the dad, like after the dad kisses Sarah and he's like delicious and the food too. I was like, oh my God, I, I'm going to vomit at some point. <laughs> Sarah, run. Sarah, run. <laughs> the man can't even make his kid lunches. <laughs> I was like, I am going to vomit by the end of this. Yeah, it it's really, truly that old, old, old <laughs> Disney Channel humor, Ancient. Disney Channel trying to be suave kind of thing. And it's like, right? it's not suave. It's creepy. And you guys are trying to be kid friendly, but it's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's too much, guys. It's too it's much. It's too much. Too much. Yes. I did not understand Sarah's, what is it? What Sarah named her rat? For so long. Yeah, it's from Gone with the Wind. I'm glad you knew that because I literally had to Google it. I was like, why did she name her rat Rat Butler and then make a big deal about it? 
Yeah, from Gone with the Wind. Yeah, when she says it to the daughter character and she's yeah. like, she's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, oh, wrong generation. I'm dating myself. And I'm like, yeah. honey, you're not even old enough for Gone with the Wind. Right. Like, <laughs> that's a very old movie. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. You and your ass, Scott. You're great. She might be like an old soul, though, because I'm pretty sure I saw at one point she had the glasses with the chain on them oh, to yeah. keep around her neck. Like, that is a very old woman thing to do. So she might just be an old soul. I couldn't tell if that one guy at the beginning was her friend or her coworker, but yeah. with the red transition lenses <laughs> indoors. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious how during that scene she brought her boss in and they were like amazed that she can random shuffle, that Pat can random shuffle and pick a winner. I was like, she can do so much. Yeah. She literally got you food and something to drink like with her claws and she like goes and picks up the newspaper but her picking out a winner for the contest surprises yeah. you guys it was like in they were so baffled and i was like that's yeah basic computer just shuffling right the fact that it can literally make an animatronic arm come out of the dishwasher is yeah. way more impressive and and quite frankly terrifying right? to me <laughs> again horror movie material very horror yeah it's scary that was like probably the scariest thing and i was surprised that other than the, the part where the house actually pushes Sarah out the door and pushes the bully out the door as well, that that yeah. wasn't used more or like she didn't try to like wrap them up with her little mechanical arms. Like yeah. she just went crazy. I mean, she probably figured that the the bully was way too greasy to try to wrap up. Like he would just slip out. <laughs> just... Well, I mean, like even the family at the end, she doesn't even try to like wrap them up in her arms or anything. You know, it's like that was what was scarier to me was like, that thing then you know you know the fact that she could like lock the doors or do whatever else yeah um, just the animatronic like robot arms were really really freaky and I don't know maybe it's like they couldn't afford the CGI to like do that right maybe one thing that I thought was really funny about this movie too was that when Ben I know he's supposed to be some kind of genius but I also thought it was hilarious how he all of a sudden just knew how to program Pat like after seeing the control panel like one time he all of a sudden knew how to how to program her and um yeah yeah and then also like he walked down to the middle of the hallway with a screwdriver I'm like <laughs> how does nobody hear you and how does Pat not start questioning you know like it was yeah. just like you're not that sneaky bud you have a very loud screwdriver in your hand and you're taking out part of the wall Literally. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they made him this computer whiz, but he, we never actually saw him do any like coding or anything crazy computer right? related. It was just like, he spends all his time on the computer. So he's a computer whiz. And I'm like, what, right. what boomer, what like <laughs> middle-aged person wrote this and was like, oh yeah, those darn kids on their technology. It's like oh my every gosh. teenager spent time on the computer. I can't code a website just because I spend time on an AIM chat room. Like... <laughs> I was crying because in the intro scene of this movie, they set up Ben to be a computer genius, like right off the bat. Yeah. And how do they do it, Steph? They have his computer open on the counter and he's doing a report on like Leonardo da Vinci. And they're like, oh, he's a genius. He's a genius. Just set it up. And I'm like, it's for <laughs> school, probably. Like... <laughs> And it's Da Vinci. Like, it's really not that impressive. Yeah. And I, I thought it was hilarious how you don't see him, like you said, you don't see him coding or anything. 
he's literally just signing up for the contest a million times. But I thought it was a missed opportunity. I was like, if he's a coder and he's really into computers, it would have been a great plot line if he had rigged the contest and like hacked into it and made himself the winner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because that would have shown he's an evil genius. Yeah. Or that or like it could just have been like it would have been a better lesson almost, you know, because like obviously there's a lesson of like don't mess with the computer and try to replace or, you know, try to make a stand in for your mom, etc. But like that also would have been really interesting. It really would have solidified why he did that or why he would know how to do that. It's just like, oh, he does this like he hacks into things and makes things try to go his way. I don't know. Maybe they didn't do that because they wanted them to keep the house and they didn't want to like have them lose the house because they want it fraudulently. Right. But, I mean, it's Disney. It's a decom. So I feel like they could have easily worked around that. Right. And also at the end, anyways, I was like, why are they staying? I, yeah, like, I would have moved trust, out so quickly. I would not trust that house not to malfunction again. Like I would be yeah. out the door. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not staying. One thing that I thought that they could have done as well that I think would have been like really almost like really effed up or like kind of twisted that would have made this also a horror movie. Wink, wink. <laughs> if we want to remake this in the future. Um, I thought that they could have made Pat like transform into what Ben's mom looked Ooh. like. Like, I feel like that would have been trippy or um, that would have been like her crossing the line and him having enough. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That would have been real messed up. Yeah. We twisted over here, guys. It's almost spooky season. Honestly, I mean, if we think about it, there are plenty of horror movie tropes that have kind of also done something similar to this. I mean, right. the first one that I think of is like iRobot, where everything is controlled by whatever overarching system. Yeah. Not just the robots, but just like everything is so digitalized and can be easily seen and hacked by Vicky. Um, and then I think of, of course, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Eagle Eye, but Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Like, oh, yeah. That one, again, another overarching, like it can see everything, do everything. I'm like, I feel like... This was almost ahead of its time and how it explored that. I mean, we also had Terminator, Skynet, you know, all that type of stuff. So we already had yeah. the found and Ultron. Yeah, like we already had the foundations, but I feel like this was very much ahead of its time with showing how that can impact you on like a day to day level if your house knows too much or can yeah. do too much, which I thought was really, really interesting. And I think that's kind of what made it stand out a little bit as a decom. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting how Sarah basically programmed the entire house to learn and continue learning from its owners. Yeah. Um, but she didn't build in a master switch, which is like the rule number one. Rule number one. Artificially intelligent. Make a switch that you can turn the entire thing. You can shut the entire thing down immediately. That is the first thing you do. Yeah, literally. Because the one thing that she did try where she tried to like shut it down or reset it or something. And yeah, it like didn't work. And I'm like, I would run so many tests to make sure that that works before giving it to a family. Yeah. <laughs> like to make sure that is a thing. Because when, for those who haven't seen it or want a refresher, um, what happens is that the house takes on this role as a mother and a wife and starts to make itself almost like a person and then eventually becomes an actual hologram image of a human being. Yeah, but she doesn't do it by herself because right. Ben basically programs her to be more motherly right that's what we were talking about with the screwdriver (laughs) yeah exactly and like him all of a sudden knowing how to program her so he like 
makes her into a maternal figure. Yeah. And so she, exactly. And so she basically turns herself into a hologram of the perfect 1950s housewife. Yeah. And this is after Sarah had attempted to shut her down or restart her or whatever. And she shows up as a hologram and like everybody's surprised, but I would be literally losing my mind if I turned off the smart house and it showed up as a hologram talking right? at me like I'd be losing it because he was like I thought you turned it off and she goes yeah I did that's what worries me and I'm like I'd be more than worried <laughs> like, <I'd> right be- <laughs> I would be out the window I've seen enough horror movies I've seen enough like I would be done <laughs> yes when you shut things off and they come back on yeah like, no no no, no. <laughs> I also thought it was really funny how she shows up in bed room all of a sudden as a hologram right and like obviously he might recognize her voice but he's never seen this woman before and she's just standing in his room and he's like pat <laughs> like what <laughs> like i'm sorry there's a woman just standing in your room like what is happening i'd be like get out of my room like you are a full person <laughs> right i just I really wanted this to be scarier. I know. Like I said, I am so in the mood for spooky season. Like I literally literally went to Target today because I needed, uh, okay, mind your business. Um, (laughs) I went to Target today and (laughs) I needed other things, but I ended up picking up a pumpkin scented candle from Glade. And I was like, I need this in my life. I don't know why I need it, but I need it. It truly feels like it should be spooky season. I just went this past weekend and walked to the mall and bought little staples for like my fall wardrobe this year. And I'm like, it's still 90 something degrees outside, (laughs) but I need a plaid skirt. (laughs) It's so funny because I literally walked out of my house today and the sun hit me and it was so intense. And I, in my mind, I was just like, like I just went into full like vampire mode and like hissed and went right back inside y'all in our minds it is it is (laughs) october 31st it is it is fully the burr months (laughs) i'm like i have my sweater on inside with the ac and i'm like it's so cold (laughs) (laughs) same this fall weather guys it's insane just let us believe let us let us pretend (laughs) we need joy one thing i will say that this movie um I actually really liked about this movie I liked that this is one of the first if not the only Disney Channel original movie I saw where the dad actually scolded his son like a real dad at one point yeah because the dad like we said throughout the entire thing he's pretty much useless but yeah (laughs) Ben's character is really rude to Sarah at dinner and the dad comes in the room and he's like you will not talk to her that way you will have respect for our guests. And like he, the way he said it, it was very fatherly and very like stern. And I was like, I never see that in anything Disney. Yeah. Because everything is always like a life lesson. And of, of course the life lesson came after, but everything is usually like, hey bud, how you doing? Like super watered down. Yeah, and- like they come and sit on the bed and they're like, yes. hey champ, do you want to talk about it? Do you want some chocolate? I brought you a chocolate bar first yeah literally they're just like listen I know it's been really rough since your mom passed away it's like they immediately started with like the touchy-feely and he was like yeah dude do not be rude though I will say 
I was happy that he did that, but I was also like, are you just doing this because you're embarrassed because you want to, again, date this person? <laughs> like, right? is it coming from a place of like, I don't want you to screw this up for me? <laughs> like, right. Kind of vibe. Are you doing this because you like want to scold him or you want to shag? Like, yeah, come on, exactly. sir. Exactly. Exactly. But I, yeah, I did appreciate that. It actually showed real parenting in this. That was pretty genuine. So that was, that yeah. was good. And I also thought that the portrayal of grief in this was not perfect, but it was pretty well done. Yeah. I really liked how during the same scene, the dad not only scolded him, but he also said, you're not the only one who's grieving because throughout the entire thing, Ben pretty much martyrs himself because he misses his mom. And the dad's like, you're not the only one going through this. So, like, don't kill yourself over it. Like, you have people around you, but also you can't martyr yourself because of this. Like... Yeah, absolutely. We're all we're all going through it. Though arguably the dad has not necessarily, at least what we've seen in this movie, has not necessarily been there for him while he's going through all of this. And right? is definitely more focused on other things. If anything, I would say the sister was such a real one. The fact that, like, she was having his back or, you know, trying to help him get through it and like in her own little nine-year-old way which was really cute yeah I found her to be so funny she was so cute and like she was basically having his back and you know sticking up for him or just kind of covering for him especially when they were like what got into him during dinner and she's like hormones (laughs) she just like right she popped up she was like hormones I don't know he's he's weird I don't know (laughs) like she was just like fully had his back did not sell him out I also feel like she was a whole vibe because she at one point had a song playing in her room and she was just jumping on the bed, like going ham and having so much fun. And I was like, this little girl is the cutest thing. She just wants to party. And then at the party that Ben has, she's standing at the door, like checking everyone in. Like she's got the whole list, like a little baby bouncer. I was like, she's literally a little bouncer. (laughs) She's so cute. And then you got like two girls that try to get in and she's like, sorry, you can't come in. And they're like, this is harder to get in than blah blah blah's bat mitzvah and i'm like okay like, we don't even know who you're talking about why is that line even in this um it's irrelevant so random <laughs> i that whole party scene i rem- i think i remember thinking that that was so cool as a kid because i just wanted a living room that had a giant screen where i could play music videos oh yeah and now that's a whole thing people will have full length projectors on their wall or full length tvs yeah. like it's so crazy how much of this ended up becoming a thing of the future yeah the part where they all just start walking up to the screen, like him and his two friends walk up to the screen and start doing the dance. I was like, oh my gosh, Lord Jesus, save us all. These are the original TikTokers. Like, <laughs> I can't. Making up a fire dance. Even. And then the soul train that they did. Yes. Horrible. <laughs> I physically cringed. It was, It yeah, it was very it was- cheesy. <laughs> it's like if you ever want to see a movie where nobody in a scene has rhythm yep look at smart house there's a lot of little white children (laughs) (laughs) um i think my last note about this movie is that i thought for a smart house like everything that she had the technology was amazing i mean honestly if you didn't ever have to cook again 
Um, I feel like I would be partly sad because I actually like cooking and I like <laughs> doing stuff in the kitchen and like creating new flavors and stuff and baking. I feel like that would be nice to an extent. But one thing that kind of disappointed me about Smart House was that I felt like the decor was very subpar. Like, at least in the rooms, it just it wasn't doing it for me. And I was like, this house is supposed to be the best house ever. And I'm just not feeling it. Maybe it's just the designer in me or the decorator in me, but I was like, can we, can we get some color on those walls? Can we just like yeah. put a picture or two up? Can we make this feel like a home? Yeah. It was like, it was a very, I don't know. It felt like a clubhouse almost like the inside did not feel yeah. like a house house. It didn't feel warm or inviting yeah. or personalized in any way, which I guess is part of it. Like that's supposed to tip you yeah. off to the fact that it's weird, but I don't know. I thought, yeah, I agree. I thought that it was like such an impersonalized house. It did not feel like a, a home. It literally felt like a, like a set. It yeah. felt like a movie set or like a clubhouse or something. It was just very bare bones. Yeah. And I thought and it very mismatched. Exactly. And I thought it was really like, I actually liked the decor in the living room and the kitchen and stuff. I thought that was cool. But then you get to the bedrooms and you're like, okay, this, there's nothing in there. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe that's just because they just moved in, but. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So who was your favorite character in this? <laughs> Sarah, of course. Ooh. Sarah was the best. Um, yes. Yeah, I liked her. And I already went into why I liked her, but yeah, I liked her the best. What about you? I think I liked Pat the best. <laughs> Just because she was, it was so funny to me how she was like, she almost had like human emotion. Yeah. At one point. Like he programmed, I thought it was hilarious how Ben programmed her to be more matronly and more motherly. And then he got so pissed when she like told him to turn off his light at a certain time. He was like, I programmed her to be like this, but this is too much. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I wanted the mom, but like the kind that like cooks and cleans up after me, but like also doesn't tell me what to do and doesn't make me do my homework. (laughs) Right. I just love her. I thought she was hilarious. And I like how she was like, trying to go after the bully she's like i'll find him and da, 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 da. I'm like, you're a computer like unless you're gonna hack the school computer and like get him expelled or something there's really nothing you can do yeah so do we want to get into our critic ratings let's do it all right so for critic ratings smart house received a 6.2 out of 10 on imdb but there were no critic ratings listed on rotten tomatoes probably because this is a tv movie interesting Yeah, but it did have a 53% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and three out of five stars on Common Sense Media. I mean, the IMDb rating isn't terrible. Like, that's not a terrible, like a 6.2 is not a terrible rating, in my opinion. Yeah. It's not the worst. I think it's interesting that it has a 53% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and then nothing from critics. Like, critics are just like, I'm not watching this. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I won't waste my time. I refuse. That's interesting, though. Very interesting. Not not a terrible reading. Not not mad at it. Not horrible. Yeah. I feel like Beauty and the Beast, the live action that if you guys haven't listened to that episode, go listen now. I feel go like, listen. I feel like the rating on IMDb for that one was like 6.9 out of 10 or something. So it's yeah. not that far off. Yeah. Not terrible. Not awful. So jumping into our ratings, we can rate it on a scale of A plus to F minus. A plus means the story is the perfect amount of Disney Channel cheesiness. It was truly ahead of its time and I want to live in a smart house now. 
or F minus, meaning this film is so painfully 90s, it was as bad as Sarah's ascots and the characters were insanely annoying. Lex, on this rating scale, what would you rate it? You couldn't tell I really hated Sarah's ascots. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would probably rate this a C plus. Um, I thought it was cute, but it just, it wasn't my favorite. There was a lot of plot holes and a lot of annoying things about it. I mean, overall, I thought it was decent for a Disney Channel movie. It was way better than Phantom of the Megaplex. And (laughs) it wasn't as good as Halloween Town, but it was, it was, uh way better than Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah. But what about you? I would give it a C. I think I'm going to give it a really solid C. It's not something that I think I would actively go out of my way to rewatch or watch on my own. But yeah, it was, it was fine. It was cute. Like I said, the dad kind of really pulled a lot of it down for me. (laughs) Yeah. I just couldn't get over how terrible he was. Not the actor. I mean, the actor was fine. It was just more like the character, the way that they wrote him was not great right um so yeah I think a C I think that's you know it was cute it was fine like if somebody really really wanted to watch it with me I'd be like okay but it's not something (laughs) I'm gonna go out of my way to like put on (laughs) one of Steph's friends was like I will only watch Smart House (laughs) yeah you gotta be like hands and knees begging for me to like (laughs) no I'm kidding but (laughs) I love that but yeah it's it's just not something that I'm gonna actively be like Okay. <laughs> right. And it's so funny that you mentioned the dad because he, I kept wondering where the heck I remembered his face from. Mm-hmm. And he was in the Cinderella story or a Cinderella story with Hillary Duff. He was Chad Michael Murray's dad in the movie. Oh. And I was like, where have I seen his face before? It was driving me crazy. And I just looked it up. Well, we love a fellow Marylander. We love him. Right? <laughs> exactly. Not in this movie. Not in we, this movie. We love but him. like as a as a concept. <laughs> right. And I think we discussed this in one of our other episodes, but what is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Cuz we're going to watch more on this channel, but I'm curious. Ooh, that's a really really good question. I think it's going to be up there. Obviously, we love Xenon, but yeah. I think somewhere with like somewhere between Halloween Town and maybe like Cheetah Girls I think would probably be my favorites Cheetah Girls I was fully obsessed with so and then I mean there's just there's so many you know there's the color of friendship which is also a favorite um yeah I actually I would put the color of friendship actually at the top now that I think about it color of friendship is number one what about you other than Halloween Town (laughs) it's so funny that you said Cheetah Girls because I went to Barcelona in like 2018 I think and all I could think about at Sagrada Familia was um that whole scene where they were like strut like you mean it in the second one (laughs) but yeah I mean other than Halloween Town obviously if you're gonna make me pick another one I just really loved their holiday ones I would say probably either god there's so many (laughs) the 13th year yeah which isn't a holiday one but the next one I'm gonna say is the ultimate christmas present oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yeah yeah god there's so many the one with santa claus yeah there's so many i mean you also still have high school musical you have the even stevens movie like there's yeah literally so many it's it's hard to pick it's very very hard to pick 
It is. It really is. And they also have like the Proud Family movie, which is fantastic. The Proud Family movie. Yeah. Honestly, that being said, though, The Color of Friendship is still my favorite. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cadet Kelly. Like, there's oh my so many. Gosh. There is a girl on Instagram who imitates all the old dance moves from a bunch of different movies. Stop. I'm going to give her a quick shout out because she deserves it. Her name is at Sabine Safar on Instagram. Yes. Yes. If you guys don't follow her, go follow her. She literally takes scenes from Cadet Kelly and like, incorporates them in her living room and like tries to recreate them and it is hilarious she did that's amazing yes she did cadet kelly she did cheetah girls she did like mean girl or no not mean girls she did white chicks and stuff like that it's just yes it's hilarious (laughs) but with that being said if you don't already give us a follow on social media we're on instagram at chasing childhood podcast and on facebook at just chasing childhood And next week, we're reviewing my personal movie choice, The Land Before Time. So be sure to stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. No, you don't. It's going to hit like a meteor on Earth. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining, everybody. Bye, everyone. See you next week.